What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 58 of the Get It Get Out podcast, bringing you the hot takes, play stories, and spicy picks on New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by yours truly, Adam Rosani, joined around by Melvin Cardiam, Alex Reach, and Chris Kuhn. You can listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetAGameOnP. With all that said, it's time to get a game on. Oh, let's go. How's everyone doing? Doing good. Doing good, Chris. How are you doing? Doing good. I think it's a good day. Alex, I know you're in a good mood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex, go fuck yourself. Double good mood. You want to tell us why? (laughs) I can't mention it yet. Okay. You can mention it. Let him mention it. Let him uh, mention it. No, 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 yeah, that one he can't he can mention. mention one. I'm sorry. I, that, one, that one he can't mention yet. I mean, I can mention that one. one. Yeah, like but, but, no, no, no. Save it for later. Save it for later. Okay. Yeah. How about them? How about them? Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Oh, fuck up. Oh, Buckeyes. Buckeyes. They laughed at us, Alex. They laughed. They laughed when I bet it's Ohio State. First of all, who made that bet? Chris made that bet. I think you, you, Chris you made that laughing. bet. You and Marcellus and I laughing. think um, Chris made that bet. I think that's Carbon. And I was like, Ohio State's going to win. I'm like, it's tough to win on the road in college basketball. They were a little too high after being Gonzaga, and they needed a reality check, and they got one. <laughs> yeah, Chris always... made the bet. Both Barcelos and Michael picked Duke. And they were the higher favorite. And they couldn't get the job done. Don't worry, as long as Purdue doesn't win, we don't give a fuck. So John Berardi, to your to your Purdue. Fuck you if you're watching this show. Fuck Purdue, Purdue for Purdue's life. Gonna be we gotta get John Barati back week. on the pod. Oh yeah, we gotta get Alex, mark that down. Get John Barati back on the pod. Okay. No, nah, he's probably oh. gonna be kissing Alex's ass so much. It's like Cameron. Speaking of Purdue, they got a huge game tomorrow night. Who are they playing against? Seven and O Iowa. Iowa suck. Go I I need Iowa. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Go Iowa, the land of the farmer's daughter. Iowa's not good. <laughs> That's Purdue's what they are. Number, no, no. going to be number one next week. Chris, why do you hate Duke so much, Chris? What did I mean, Duke Duke's, not gonna, be, Duke's not going to be number one anyway. They already lost. What? what you know, if, if Purdue wins, if Purdue loses, we'll be tied. Gonzaga probably be number one. Gonzaga lost too. Gonzaga would still be number one in the country. Duke is number one in the country as we speak. But they lost, so they're going down. No, say that we win. Wait, actually, as we speak, Purdue is number one. Imagine Purdue loses, you know, a three-way tie for first would be. It's not, it's not like actual tiebreakers now. I get the relevant. All right, boys. What we got in the show, Adam? 
All right, guys, we're going to start off with baseball here because, guys, it's been anticipated for a while now. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. The sequel to the shit show that was um, the 2020 negotiations to get a season started. The MLB lockout has arrived. Dear God. I had a feeling that was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen, like. Like we like even before like even before the season ended like the moment like um we go back as all the tension between the players association and the owners going all the way back to twenty twenty two they were barely able to get a season to get a season started we go all the way back then and just the, the tension between the two we all knew that there was gonna be a lockout we all knew that there was we all knew that there was gonna be like. Like so, sort of war songs. How far sides these two, both sides are, of how much, um, with, with how I know how much you know there is on the on the line for especially the players. Like we all knew, like we all knew that this was going to happen. And honestly, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend too much time, like at least on future episodes, talk about the soccer because honestly, for the most part, it's just millionaires and billionaires, you know. Finding all of our monies, honey. So that, that's base. That's basically where this. Goes. So we're not going to spend too much time, you know, to talk at that. But I will say, I'll, I will say this, you know, the players, so uh, the players, they got burned on the last CBA. They got burned on the last CBA with um, because what te- what teams are right now? Teams are like back then, like twelve, no, 10, 20 years ago. Teams weren't as smart. Baseball teams, uh, Michael, I'll get to you in a second. I see you raise your hand. I'll get to you in a second. But teams aren't as smart as they were uh, like um, 10 years ago. Oh, prime example, they see our Mariners giving um, Robson, a 31-year-old Robson, was he 31? I forget what age he was at that time. But giving like um, a, a 30 or 31-year-old Robson Cano 10 years. That's how dumb teams were back then. Teams aren't doing that. Anymore. Teams have gotten smarter. Harder thanks to you know analytics and all this new data. Teams have got uh, smarter and they're able to, and and what they're seeing right now is that they don't have to pay players. You know, um, they don't they don't necessarily like have to pay players like all this money in order to you know either in order to a put a competitive proc on the field and b you know or just the main some teams aren't should play competitive proc at all. Look at the the. Look at the Baltimore Orioles. Look at some of these teams. These teams are so obviously, yo, know, just trying to tank, tank in order to um, get, get – they're obviously trying to tank, and that shouldn't be allowed. That, sh- that sh- It shouldn't be beneficial for um, teams to lose games. It shouldn't be beneficial, uh, but baseball has a, a clear as that tank well, with teams like the Orioles, what the Astros did before they um, got good, what the Cubs did before they got good. And now the now the Cubs are slowly but surely starting to head towards a rebuild as well. But the the players that they're gonna they got burned on last week and they're gonna want changes. They're gonna want changes to where a teams like the Orioles like should be a teams like the Rays and the Orioles like they want teams to spend more money. They want these owners, these billionaire owners, to actually start investing money in their products. That's number one. Number two, like I don't know what they're gonna do because they, they they want players to get played earlier in their careers. Like for, perfect example, guys. How much money do you think Aaron Judge is gonna get on free agency? 
at most, at most, the most I could see him getting is maybe like two hundred fifty million because because of his because oh of his age. Yeah. He's like what? He's gonna be what? Thirty one years old when he hits yeah. free agency. Yeah. He's gonna, so so he's gonna be. Yeah. So so he's gonna be like um approaching um um that age where teams are gonna be essay because they know that um he probably is gonna have have like only like a handful more of years of his prime after his career. And teams know that, so they're going to be hesitant to give him big-time money. That's the reason why the contract Corey Seager got, $325 million, it's because he's 27 years old. And he's still going to have, you know, um, a good – still and those 10 years, at least a good majority of them are going to be, like, his prime years. That's the reason why Corey Seager got the contract he got. That's why Manny Machado got the contract he got. That's why Bryce Harper got the contract he got. So the players are going to push to, um, A, get, get – um, have you know, their players hit free agency sooner, and B, they're gonna push for like some sort of salary floor to you know um get these teams to spend more money. But it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be easy. The owners, you know, they're not they're not gonna they know how big they won this last CBA battle, and they're not gonna give up all those privileges without a fight. I mean, yeah, you 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 hit it. You got it. Nailed it all. Basically, like you talked about it. Like, I'm not going to act like I followed it too intense last time, but, like, the owners clearly did very well off, I feel like. But, like, and you said, it's it's probably going to – I mean, timelines are so tough to predict, but it's, it's probably going to be a tough couple of months for a negotiation. And we'll just – we'll kind of have to wait and see, I guess, how how, how this ends up. Just yeah, that, don't, yeah. Don't miss any games. That's yeah, my goal. definitely. Honestly, like – um. Because at the end of the day, the losers in lockouts are the fans. The, the that's a big that's a big that's a big time losers, you know. Um, like with um all, all these negotiations, because even even now, like even now, like like we're seeing like there's still a lot of big name free agents out there. We're gonna talk about like one of them later on, but but Carl Square is still out there. Um, who else is out there? Carl Rondon is still a free agent, I believe. Freddie Freeman's still a free yeah, agent. There's definitely a handful. There, there's a lot of good players there's out there still that still haven't been signed. So now that so now a lot of fans are going to have to wait many more months to figure out who's their who's their team's going to sign. The Yankees, like we, who's going to be our starting shortstop? Who's going to be our starting first baseman? Who's going to be our starting um center fielder? Like there's so many questions definitely. that fans like don't know the answers to. No, that's, that's very well, that's true. Enough, teams are going to have to wait. Side. But yeah. I will say this. I will say this: the players definitely have a lot of beef with the owners, and not just like major league baseball players too. Miley league baseball players—they definitely have a lot of beef with the owners. Look at how long it took them to to, um, to um, actually provide you know, competent housing for um, minor league baseball players. Because so so yeah, the the players have a lot of beef with the owners. And I can understand like where the players are players are coming from. That, that that's all. That's all I'm really gonna say. I mean, Michael, you had your hand raised. Um, what did you want? Sorry for takes on to get you, but yo, you know who the Yankees should go after if his suspension comes back up? Robinson Cano. That'd be good. For no, him. no, he could be. Robinson Cano's washed up. But I was not. But I'm. But I had a big eye on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That was like my dream pick for the Yankees. Because he's not a free agent. Too. He's not a free I'm agent. saying, like, if he is a free agent next year, that's who we should go after. I don't think he's, he's not going to be a free agent for a while. He's got, like, he's got like four, 
He's got at least four years. Yeah, so. And I think, Adam, let me ask you a question. Um, do you think the Yankees could win a World Series if Aaron Boone is the, is the, is the manager? I'll, I'll say yes. I'll say yes for one reason. For one reason. I think out of all the sports, a manager slash coach matters the least in baseball. That's what I think because because a, a a a great ta- like a, a super talented team you know can still win even even if they're man even even with you know um, a mediocre manager because I unless, unless the manager is like so incompetent that for for example he would like um bench Mike Trout for um who should, who they they bench Mike Trout for um some random guy like. I don't know. That, like, like that's the only way like a match could really like hold back like a World Series winning team. Yeah, you, know, you know who I thought was terrible? Joe Girardi. And I'm a Yankee fan. I didn't like Joe Girardi. His whole ethic. We'll agree to disagree. Here's why. No disrespect. I just like he, he, <laughs> he like <laughs> you, but Alex doesn't like it. You just this his manager. I, I don't like Joe Girardi. I mean, he, he's doing good for the Phillies, but when he was with the Yankees, he sucked. He was crap. He he like come back. It's from not like Aaron victory. Boone's any better. They both suck. <laughs> Joe Girardi was only good when he went to the Phillies. When he was Yankee, he, he gave us one more series because the only reason why we won because we had the best pitchers in baseball that season. Yeah, and C.J. Badia and A.J. Burnett. And we had Derek Jeter. We had Hideki Mansui, who was a monster. We had the greatest closer in baseball history, Mariano Rivera. If anyone that doesn't think Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time, then you're on drugs and tell me what mental hospital you belong to so we give you visitational rights. It's okay. Adam, who was on your Mount Rushmore on, on closing pitchers? Matt, I'm not sure. Closing pitchers. Uh, Mariano you can name Rivera. another one besides Mariano Rivera that you we can't. all know. You can't. You can't. Thank you. Brad Ledge up there, but no one, no one's on the same stratosphere as Mariano. Mariano Rivera? Everybody's down. Mariano <laughs> Rivera? Here. Here. Here's the thing. Let's Mar- say like... Oh, um, Mariano Rivera. Let's say, uh, here's the thing. I, I got a perfect analogy here. Let's say there's a strip club. Um, oh, dear God. Mario Rivera. From Mason, from Mason, based on relievers. And there's just one special room with all the hottest women. And um, <laughs> Mario Rivera goes in. And then you tell all the MLB relievers, you can't go in unless you're close to him. Nobody else is getting in. Nobody else is getting in. Mario so Rivera is Ma- in, Ma- Mario Rivera's in the boom, boom room. So Mariano Rivera's in the boom boom room, and what? <laughs> That's a strip club. Not, not literally, Michael Cunningham. <laughs> it's just an analogy. I know. I just have to say it. <laughs> Mariano Rivera, I love you. You're one of my favorite Yankees. Adam Grassati started this mess. Okay. All right. All joking aside, boy. Before, oh yeah, but getting back to Alaco, I want to um read this incredible tweet from Aaliyah Kaler at Aaliyah at Aaliyah Kaler on Twitter. It's a major swear thread here. I'll read it real forward. Quote: 
Imagine you drop out of college to pursue your dream of playing Major League Baseball. You spend years making plays in the minor leagues for finally achieving your dream. You play for 2.7 years, the average career life of a Major League Baseball player. You retire having made a, a $1 million or like a million seven hundred thousand two hundred and one million seven hundred twenty-six thousand five hundred dollars in the majors. Now you're in your late twenties, have no degree, and have never had a traditional job. You have no savings because most of the money went toward or the agent fees, training, and after your debt for your community as smilinger. Now the entire world thinks you're a greedy bastard. Your coworker makes nine figures. All you want is a little money to care over the Spanish creatures. Maybe just one year off it so you could have made up a miniature wage for no season. Meanwhile, the value of your franchise doubled between your draft after your retirement. The $2 million made them account for 0.2% of the value of your franchise. You never, see, you never see any of that increase in value, and that's why players want change. That's the big thing, you know, Um, that's the big change I think the players are going to want. They're going to want players, their players to make a lot more money earlier in their careers. 100%, and, and, and rightfully, And rightfully so, guys. I, do you guys, do you know how much money Aaron Judge made? I believe what his first two years uh, uh, per year in his first two years It'd be like six hundred thousand. Does that like his contract or does that add up to his rookie? What's his rookie his, contract? His rookie contract, I believe, was six hundred thousand. Like Wait, hockey you're telling players me. like get more money on their rookie contracts. No, That's sad. Basketball players make the most out of their rookie contracts. Exactly. So players are gonna want more like out of their um rookie deals. Like you're telling that, me that's what the players should really push for. They should work more. Uh, maybe I don't think they they may not get the length them they want, but they're gonna want some more money in their earlier. But years. baseball players make more than basketball make more than basketball, like for a whole contracts for like their whole entire career. Yeah. Cause I Good think point. who's the highest paid baseball player right now? The highest paid. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I don't think compare. I'm gonna look up Mike Mike Trout. How much he makes? Like 15 million? He, he makes what? Oh my he makes like 40 million a year, I think. 40 million a year. LeBron makes I think I, I, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Look up somebody looked up LeBron. Somebody looked up. 37, Mike Trout. 37? Okay. Well, somebody look up LeBron James. I mean, there's, there's there's at least a dozen NBA players in his world. Yeah, those are at least. No, look, you look at LeBron's average. LeBron average. Average. Yeah, b- baseball players get paid more total dollars. The yeah. NBA makes more per year. More per year Here's yeah. the thing about NBA. I'm gonna say this because I've been a, I'm a sports fan all my life. NBA fans don't. NBA players don't make money off of their contracts. They make more money in endorsements. Exactly. Exactly. Look, yeah. People don't notice that. People think, oh, Michael Jordan. Guess how much? Guess what? He makes more off of. It's NBA contract with the Bulls fail. Oh, Jordan did even close. All the endorsements, yeah. Endorsements. This dude had his own sneaker after his rookie year yep. and became one of the biggest fashion shoes and sports shoes in sports history, or Jordan's. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to be real. That's, that's the thing with baseball players. They don't, they don't get those. Most You'll get shoe contracts in baseball. They, I mean, don't. they're just not as popular. Yeah, that's the thing. Only, only sports players that have popular. only baseball player that have their own shoe. We all know who it is. Ken Derek Griffey. Jr. Ken Griffey. Oh yeah, Ken Griffey. Um, 
He had his Bam. own signature shoe. How did I forget that? How did I forget that? Those shits are fly as fuck. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, he's the only baseball in history to have his own deal with Nike and had his own signature shoe. No baseball player has done that. Yeah. And that's what, baseball, baseball, and that's what baseball players like. That's what major league baseball needs to do. They need to, you know, get in better endorsements for their players. Griffey was the only player to do that. Like, 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 uh, CK is one, but for now, Tati, you're that guy's an endorsement like deal waiting to happen. Who for now, Tatis, Tatis, 100%. He's, he's, a, he's got that, yeah, personality and vibe that yeah. for sure. Like, not. Not a lot of baseball players are like big marketable guys, honestly. Yeah. Like Mike Kraft's a superstar, but like he gets he's not not like newsworthy a lot. Like, of oh yeah, Francisco Lindor has one too. Oh yeah, Francisco like, Lindor had one. I believe Derek Jeter had one too, if I'm not mistaken. Derek Jeter signed with Jordan. Yeah, I believe Derek Jeter had one too. But he didn't have a signature shoe. He it was with Jordan. I sh- I sh- I could have sworn he had a signature shoe. I could have sworn. Derek Jeter has the the ones. His signature shoe is the Derek Jeter 11s. Exactly. And let me show you how they look. Derek Jeter 11s. I'm going to show you how they look like. Show show them. Viewers, I know what you're saying. Sneakers ain't part of basketball, but in this basketball, sneakers are part of fashion. And fashion is kind of sports. They kind of go together. Oh, definitely. You got to know that. Yo, those are fire. Which I'm getting for Christmas, by the way. You're getting them for Christmas, you lucky bastard. That's dope. We all could agree, boys. People are asking, yo, get your game on, crew. What do you mean sneakers go with sports? I'm like, motherfuckers. You play with sneakers and cleats to play sports. What do you do? Play boots? We do play combat boots to play sports? All right, then let me ask you guys a question. Go ahead, Michael. All wore, all had a signature shoe. What company would you want to be signed to? For me, it would be Nike. And for Michael, I let me guess, Michael, you would be Jordan. Come on now. Nah, my deal would be a would be Jordan's, but I want it with a Mamba twist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris, yeah, how about you, sense. big man? I'd probably be Jordan. Alex? Uh, wait, I know Alex is going to be Nike. That's all he wears. I might switch it up and say Puma. Puma? Actually, I actually did Puma. I'm going to say Puma. I like I Puma. Puma. But I was going to, my back would be New Balance, bro. What did they do with Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, that's not really my style. All right. To our viewers, you tell us the flyest. I'm going to make a challenge, Andrew, to our viewers. You mind? Go ahead. To our viewers, email us your favorite sneaker of all time. We'll I'll tell you mine if you tell us yours. My favorite sneaker of all time is the Space Jam 11s. Michael Jordan shoe, black and blue. If you look yeah. that up, we'll give you a raffle. And we'll tell you send us your your favorite shoe, we'll give you a shout out. Thank you. Bad, yeah, we gotta get the basketball. We gotta talk we, about we, basketball. We, we will, we will, but, but... I just, I just wanted to finish like talking like um like the, the lockout the lockout here and I get back the to my... they're being pe- they're being petty as how with this lockout yeah yeah de- yeah de- yeah de- yeah definitely like um 
more so the owners, I would say, than the play than the players. You guys because have I, I, I've had I've had beef with them, the owners, like for baseball for a long time. Because we all had. I, 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 I think, particularly in baseball, these owners like are um, cheap. That they view, you know, um, players like as basically like numbers on a chart. They they view players as numbers on a chart. Two examples. Number one, do you remember? Do you guys know Bill James? One, yes, sir. He's basically like the godfather of analytics. He mm-hmm. one time said that um, the players aren't like the game any more than the beer vendors are. And I'm like, get the get out of here, man. Get out of here. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Like this. This. This is what really pissed me off. And and this is why I. This is another reason why I can't stand here the Bay Braves. What they did to Blake Snell, pulling him out like um, in the um, the sixth inning of that World Series game. I, like after was it seventy three pitches? No, it wasn't sex I think it was even earlier than that. It was out. It was outrageous. It was outrageous. It was outrageous. And what happened? They traded them after the offseason. They view these players as like um, as, as you know, me. These, exactly, exactly. They these like 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 some of these some of these like or they view players like expendable. There's numbers on a chart to them. Oh, like so and, 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 and when they get an opportune time, they just they just, they just trade them. And you could say like oh. They're small market teams. They don't, they don't, they don't have the opportunity to uh, um to start. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. These are billionaires. The people that own these teams, like, oh, own like that. People that own like MLB teams have a more money that um all of us combined won't if all of our salaries, all the money we will all make in our lifetimes won't even sniff the amount of money these guys have. Hold up. If you own if you own any sports team, buddy, you will be a exactly billionaire. exactly. You have to be a billionaire to own a sports team. Exactly. Hell, if exactly. I try to buy the Knicks, exactly. if I try to buy the Knicks, hell, <laughs> I'll go broke. <laughs> you, so, no, 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 no. you you would no 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 you wouldn't go broke. You'd go bankrupt. No. You wouldn't even go bankrupt. You'd be like, forget about it. If I bought the Knicks, you know how. Bankrupt, <laughs> and I'm already bankrupt already. Imagine how badly I would be. No, I live no, in a house, done. dude. If you could afford to buy the Knicks, you'd be set for a while. The money you make. If I could buy the Knicks, you know how much broke I would be in a day, dude. No, you you make you make way more than dude. That that price is that'd be a good investment. Yeah. If I buy the Knicks, you know how if I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about broke Michael Cunningham. Imagine if I was if I was still broke and I yeah. bought the Knicks on a like on a death win, yeah. and I, I'll probably be it. I'll just be. Yeah, we'll yeah. all be broke. That's like me and Adam buying the Knicks yeah. and the Nets. We will go broke in a week, Chris. That's like you buying the Chiefs. You will go broke. It's like Alex buying the Sixers. We will admit, boys. We will all go broke because we'll probably like the lifestyle and then probably go broke after. Probably, <laughs> probably. Okay, let me finish up the lockout stuff here. Thank you, Mikey Cunningham, for that. But let me just finish up here. So I, I think uh, the player – what was I going to – what was I going to say? Like, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of times, like, um, when during these contract negotiations, you know, 
they use the argument that um oh watch we we we're not paying players based on what um what they've done. We're paying players what, what um what they think they're going to do. And my argument back to them, well, well, you just basically they like, exploit these players, paying them like li- li- little next to nothing, while they um basically you know um teared up the cover of the ball, you know. Look what Aaron Judge did while making only sixty six hundred grand. So I, I, so basically, what you say is you're ba- you're basically exploring your workers. So I, I don't think it's the, I'm not necessarily rooting for um the players like um, the, I'm not necessarily rooting for um the players from a superstar standpoint because we all know like the superstar players are gonna get they're gonna get their bags. Aaron Judge like. Even though not, it may not be as much as he would have if he was there, he's still gonna get his bag. You know, Corey Seager got his bag. Carlos Correa is gonna get his bag. Freddie Freeman is gonna get his bag. So those type of players are gonna get their bags. I'm more, I'm more rooting for you know, um, the average LB player. Like, like you, you're like your. I'm more rooting for those guys as as people because for them to you know, um, get. I'm basically rooting for um all and especially the Miley players. I'm hoping like they somehow find a way to get paid er- earlier in their careers. I want them to get better, you know, um, rookie deals. That's one thing I'm ready for. Number two, I really hope um they imp- the MLB implements some sort of salary floor, so that way um there's no excuse for like an MLB franchise to have like a five hundred fifty million dollar payroll. Like this, the, the I don't care what kind of market you're in. Like you should, you should. These billionaires always should be able to invest in their product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One last thing on the lock, I forgot to mention. Yeah, there's been a lot of like talk, like will like um the season you know start on time? And I heard I like I heard one agent like Buster only said this on Michael K show that he heard from one agent. You know what he said to um what, to his players? What? Happy Merry Christmas, um, Happy Hanka, Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Easter, see you all on Flag Day. What the fuck? Basically implying that the season won't start until that, that um the locker won't be over until June. And and, and I believe Jeff Pass of ESPN, he believes that the season will start on time. And would I be surprised at all if the season does start on time? No, I won't, cause at the end of the day, I know like the history between these two owners. I would not be surprised if the season does start on time. But if you want my honest prediction, and Jeff has said this, I think the season will start on time because I think both sides have too much to lose. Like, have too much to lose. I think both sides have way too much to lose for the season, not start on time. So I think it will be. They will make us sweat. I think both sides will make us sweat. I would. I I expect your know, spring training to get pushed back a little bit. But at the end of the day, I do think like the season will start on time. That's just my prediction. I, I still feel that way too. I think it will come close. But I think as of now, and based on stuff I've put, I feel like they find a way to get done in time. But like it it's not gonna be a quick it's not gonna be a quick negotiation though. Yo guys, um, a my birthday is in February, and um, the, the Super Bowl is what the thirteenth. Guys, pop quiz: Do you think the locker is over um by the Super Bowl? Hell Before no. Or after the Super Bowl? After they may they may this what they may do. 
They may end I'll the lockout in I'll March. I'll take slightly after. I, I think it'll probably be done Late by February, that week. Probably. I'll say March. It'll probably be done by uh, after No, we should, do, we should do a pool first. We should do a pool. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the poll on. After I upload this episode, I'll put the poll on Twitter. I'll put the poll on Twitter. All right, before we get to Mike's hot take, I did want to mention this really interesting story. Like, I'll see last episode, like, you heard me rant and rave, rave about the Yankees spending or lack of that they've done so far in free agency. But, and that, and that, um, I was skeptical about the rest of the offices. I'm still skeptical whether or not this is going to happen. But, do, but throughout the last day of, of free agency before the lockout, there were a lot of rumors that the Yankees being in on Freddie Freeman. And now, at first, like, I was thinking, like, oh, Freddie Freeman's going back to the Braves, you know. There's no way the Braves are going to let him go. And then we're starting to hear little rumors that the little rumors that maybe Freddie Freeman might leave the Braves, that maybe they apparently, like, he's seeking, what, six years, $180 million, and the Braves, like, aren't willing to give it to him. And now the Braves are looking to make, potentially make a trade for Matt Olsen. Guys, if you're the New York Yankees, like, and you have a chance to get Frey Freeman for six years, $180 million. I don't see how you don't do it. You, you'd have to. You have That's to. a must-in guarantee. Especially he's, he's one of the main reasons how the Braves won the World Series. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's been the best first baseman baseball for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. He's yes, former he's, MVP. Yes, former MVP. Yes, he, yeah, yes, he is k- kind of getting up there in age, but – I would he's argue that with the position he plays, with the position he plays, like any type of player, I don't see him like you know, this. I see him as a type of player that can age very well, that can still you know be like very productive into his you know mid thirties. Like I, so if if you're the Yankees and you get, I said for I would love a trade for Matt Olson. And I still and I still do, but I don't know. I'm, and this may or not be a hot, may or may not be a hot take. I I for I kind of the two I kind of prefer Freeman because a a like I know I know like um the analysts who are gonna get on me for saying this but Freddie Freeman's like a higher batting average guy I know batting average does doesn't mean much today's MLB anymore but he's more of a hike on that guy while also is more of a hype arrow guy I think Nick see they had more contact in their in their lineup so that's another reason why why I prefer Freeman that's reason number one reason number two is that is that. Yes, Matt Olsen will be even the first two years, but then after that, Matt Russo, you're only getting two years of call. Then you're gonna have to pay him. Then you're gonna have to pay him big money. You might have to pay him more money than you're paying Freddie Freeman. So, so why? So why would you like a trade away some of your key prospects? That's like trade a lot of prospects and pay a, and pay a guy more money. Well, you could just like um get like the other one, like who at the very least is just as good, if not better. For just money, so, so that's reason number two. And again, and again, and again, I'd be thrilled if the Yankees got either Frey Freeman or Matt Olson. But and and they're saying I've heard a lot of Yankee fans, you know, um, say, oh, why would you um sp- and like pray Frey Freeman where you could use that money uh short or stop up. And the my rebuttal to that is, would I love the Yankees to sign short stop? Yeah. Would I love them to sign Carlos Correa? Yeah. Would I love them to sign Terra Story? Yeah. My argument to that is, is it does look like they're going to. I just I just don't see them, you know, investing that type of money in a in a in a big time shortstop when that when their best prospect Anthony Volpe is good is is a shortstop and apparently like they're very high on him and he's gonna be the and they and they're baking out the future shortstop. So 
if the Yankees like uh, uh, do go that route and they decide to bring in Freddie Freeman and maybe and maybe they could instead use those options they would trade for Matt Olson to acquire a set of fielder to acquire Reynolds to maybe acquire a, a Kentel Marte, I would be I would be all in on that. I would take back everything I said about the oh um that rant I did on the Yankees last episode. I would completely take that back if that happens. No, that that that, that would be an ideal offseason, I think, for them. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see the lockout situation goes and see how it goes. I still personally feel Freeman ends back up in Atlanta, but yeah, I still think said, Freeman would I be thought, a, is going back to the Braves. But I especially I mean, still think that. But as they still, say, there's at least a chance. I yeah, here's saying, here's saying, Chris. You know what they say. Where there's smoke, there's fire. hundred percent, and it's there, so we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll De- see. We'll definitely see. something Ma- to monitor. All right, yeah, definitely something to look after, Michael. Mike, yeah. you're a Yankee fan. I want your take on this. Well, you don't uh, honestly. You don't want me because I'll be rambling. I'll be pissed. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I gotta say. You must know. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner, if you're watching. Because we all know you're probably taking this shit right now or you're doing something productive with your life or not. Um, you have all this money because your dad was probably one of the richest owners in sports history. Get up from up your ass and sign us good players. Freddie Amen. Freeborn. Freddie Amen. Freeborn, who is a monster. For the love of God, man, do something. Well, you, the bad news is they're not going to be able to do anything until this don't be lockouts over. So. I know. But Taylor Hershel, yeah. Can I talk down? Go, sorry, go ahead. That's Michael. my opinion. And then you should cut go him ahead, go ahead, Michael. I apologize. All, all serious. How do how all you owners out there pay the players? This is not college sports. You pay the players. We work as athletes. We work to be the best that we'll, we could be. On that field, on that court, or on that gridiron, we work hard. Doesn't matter if we're in a rink, doesn't matter if we're on a court, doesn't matter if we're on a field, or it doesn't matter if we're on the sand lot. Point is, we play, we play to pay for our families and our livelihood. That's what they want to do with sports. So, you fo- baseball owners, you guys make more than us for get your game on people on right now, making a, making a day than we're making a year. So swallow your pride and pay them. Shit. You, 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 I don't care if you just pay me. You don't want to be that much money. You can pay me and give me a happy meal. Shit, I'll be happy as long as you give me some something. Hell, give Adam $50,000. Give Alex $10,000. Give Chris sixty grand. Give me $100,000. Just pay me. Shit. Millions. I don't give a fuck. I just want the money. You know what I'm saying, boys? Give me that money. Pay the players. Oh, pay the players. Um, but all right, guys, we gotta move on to the segment of the show. Let me think. What pun am I gonna use this time? The segment of the show that is like Christmas hip hop songs. Oh, Mike's God. hot take. My Cunningham, I'm taking it away. You know what? I, I, I'm in a basketball mood. You know what? 
How did the Grizzlies beat the Thunder? Michael, you stole my thunder. We're going to talk about this later on the show, but go ahead. You know what they say, Adam? Two minds, two great minds think alike. I feel like this should be Chris's hot take. I feel like this should be Chris's hot take. Chris, you're a Memphis Grizzlies historic biggest point differential win in NBA history. Mike, like the, I trust Michael. Mike. You're not the Grizzlies fan here. No, I'll let Michael. I'll let Michael. I don't. I don't okay. think there's any. I don't think there's too much for me to react about from this game. All right, fine. That's all I care good, about. Good, good, Chris. Go ahead, Michael. You guys win without the Grizzlies. Win without John Morant. I say without John Morant too. This Holy is crap! You guys, they break the NBA record. This hasn't been done. Like this is like the biggest win in NBA history. Yeah, I think who's ever coached the Grizzlies may need a payday for this. Chris, they may need a payday. Oh, he's an elite coach. Not an elite coach. He's a really good coach. Uh, here's the thing. But the the okay, let's see where the Grizzlies are in the NBA. Like, I, I've been a basketball fan all my life. Me and my dad were talking about it leaving the car. This game is like a 2K score. This game is a 2K score, boys. Oh, definitely. This is a 2K nice. score. Like, when you, that, this is like me and Alex playing 2K, and this is me beating him in 2K. I haven't seen this score a lot of times since I beat Alex in 2K. Yo, Michael, you're the best score historian here. I wanted to ask you this. Has yeah. there ever been a time where uh, there's the score, I, I believe, like they, it was 20, the, the Thunder score was 78, and the how many, how many points did um, the Grizzlies score? The Grizzlies scored 152. This was the most highest score. So game. it was almost double. They sort of almost double um, the points. It, Has it, an it, NBA team ever scored twice as many points as their opponent in a game? Let me check. Uh, I believe so, but... Like, honestly, the point of Rachel wasn't as big, obviously, but... This was, like, by 73 points. We're gonna look this up. I'm gonna see if they scored up to 200 points in the NBA game. How about this game one? The the Detroit Pistons. No, it hasn't been done before in the NBA. Oh, so it hasn't been done. The highest scoring game was a triple overtime game in 1983. It was between the Pistons and the Nuggets. Yeah, I can. I'm not hearing that game. That game was 186 to 184. That was the most highest NBA game of all time. But for a margin, the the like the highest margin was 173 to 143. It was between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets in 1999. 1990, my fault. And in the playoffs, the highest thing in the playoffs was 153. Between the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. But let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. For the Thunder head coach, would you fire him for this loss? No. No, no, you don't Heck fire no. a coach He's after a one coach, loss. Though. You don't fire him, but this is a learning lesson. This is a this is a this, this you, is a here's thing. If they did the Thunder did fire him after um this game, like they were going to fire him anyway. 
Yeah, I mean he's a he, they have a good they have a decent if, coach. if you fire a coach after after like a one game and you use like that one oh it was the biggest ball loss in history as an excuse, then you're gonna get whatever anyway. Yeah. I mean Here's OKC's OKC's done some good things this year, and this game doesn't change that. Yeah, they they have the Thunder are the thirteenth. They've, they've impressed me. The thirteenth or the are the thirteenth seed in the in the West, and the and yeah. the Grizzlies are the fifth seed. Yeah, let me explain something. If a team loses that bad, I don't know what to tell you. And the Grizzlies didn't even have their best player on the court. OKC didn't have their best two players, probably. I would say. Here's the thing. The here's what I'm gonna say. This game was brutal. Oh, it was. Just, you just, it's not even possible. M- me and Chris and Alex probably been watching basketball since birth. Hell, I was probably in my mother's womb watching basketball in the womb before she gave birth to me. <laughs> All joking aside, here's the thing about basketball. We love this game. Anything in basketball can happen. We all know this. Anything can happen on any given night. 100%. We all could agree with that. Any given night, any team could be any team in basketball. Happens in playoffs. It can happen in a regular game. In the playoffs, finals, any team can make it. And any team can play their game. One player can get hot, and one team got hotter than another team, and that's what happened. Ain't that right, Alex? Ain't that right, Chris? Mr. Quiet, quiet yes, boy. Sir. Yes, sir. Yep. We all can yes, agree sir. on that. Here's the thing: some teams, like for example, Adam, your 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 Nets are the number or the first team in the East, right? Yeah. You think uh, the Pistons could be the Nets on the Nets on any given night? It's highly unlikely, but anything is it possible. Could happen. One hundred percent. I don't know how many times they play here, but if the Pistons play the Nets four times, I would say the Pistons will win. I said to get one game. Yeah. Alex, let me ask you a question, buddy, old pal of mine. Do yes. you think that if the Knicks play the Sixers this year, the Sixers are the 11th seed, the Knicks are 10th seed. Do you think the Knicks and – I think the Knicks and Sixers will split two games this year out of a four-game series. What do you think? Uh, I would have to say yes, I agree. Chris, let me ask you a question, buddy, old pal. What up? You think the Grizzlies and the Lakers played three? They played three times this year. Yeah, they played three yeah. times. Do you think it's going to be two one Grizzlies? I think I probably say I don't. Um, I I think because the Lakers already got one. Um, I, it'll be a, it'll be a split decision. That's what I'm thinking. Need no Grizzlies will get one. Yeah, I say two one. Not two. I but think almost, I think there's two in LA because home court has something to do with it. But I mean, it's all. Here's what I'm saying, boys. We all know this. Sorry to interrupt you, buddy. Chris, you could agree and disagree on this. That doesn't make whoever wins the play those regular series team doesn't mean they're a better team. It means that doesn't make them the better team. Nada. It means jack. It means jack shit. It's what you do in the playoffs. You know, we Adam, you could agree with me that if the Nets beat the Knicks. In the, in, the, in the regular season, and the Knicks beat the Nets, that means they're a better team than that team that year. No excuses, no buts. Ends or buts. Mm-hmm. You know what? The Hawks had a good ride. People said it was luck. 
don't think it was luck. They played their game right, and they kept winning. Chris just froze on me. Chris just froze. No, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna have a part two. My part two is: Do I think there's a trade? Oh, uh, there's an alert that Kimball Walker fell out of Knicks rotation. This is what pissed me off about the New York Knicks. You signed him a great contract, give him to New York, and then you're going to think about training, you take him out the rotation for Alec Burke? Alex Burks? No, that's a bad idea. Kimball Walker has probably one of, the, one of the most deadliest crossover in the game today. It's deadly. You ever seen Kimball Walker's crossover? It's not Kimba. He's not saying Kimba, bro. I think I think give him a chance to shine in New York. Give they him did. Chance. They gave him a chance, and he's on the team. They got to do what's best for them. But, however, you're going to trade for John Wall. That's not even that's, a good trade. That, that's so not going to happen. That's what, the, that's what the Knicks are offering. Hell, if, if the Knicks were going to start somebody, start Derrick Rose if you don't start Kimba. Start Derrick Rose over Alec Burks. I mean, Rose has closed games most times. So. Do I think Kimba Kimba's a good player? Don't get me wrong. He just needs... I think he likes playing in New York because everybody knows he's from New York. Yep. He's from the Bronx. My older cousin played against Kimba. We were saying he was that dude back then. But there's a guy in the NBA I played against him. My AU team, I played against him for years. I can't stand him. And it's Kyle Anderson. Chris, you may hate me, but I cannot stand Kyle Anderson. I played against him. You couldn't he's, guard him. He cooked. I guarded him. He was garbage he back then. He, he cooked you. No, he's overrated he as hell. You. So, Kyle Harrison, if you're watching this, you were a scrub back then. You're a scrub now. You're an idiot. I think it's a unanimous disapproval this hot take. You I'm joking. I just don't like Kyle Anderson. Anderson. You. I don't like Kyle Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I just threw it out there just because I don't like Kyle Anderson. No. Kyle That's Anderson true. was a dog, though. I ain't going to lie. The disrespect was felt. All right, that's when my hot take. I just had to throw the shade at Chris. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll start it off. You can start it off, Chris. No go. Disapprove. <laughs> the only reason he liked it at the beginning is just because I disrespected Kyle Anderson. Chris, you are petty. <laughs> that's an automatic L. Automatic <laughs> oh, disapprove. Kyle Anderson's a stud. He's such an underrated player. He impacts the game in so many different ways. And he's a really good player on both sides of the floor. Really helped Chris, change. You're the being, by, you're being, you're being a pantyhole right now. You're and being I'm, a pantyhole. I'm gonna have to disapprove. So I mean, <laughs> as, long you, as, as long as it's still a good hot take, Adam and Alex will vote yes, and my vote won't matter. But if one of them votes no, too, all right. we know the I, hot take stuff. All right, all right. I want to save my one for the final verdict. So Alex, I want you to go next. No, Adam, be my no, friend. Alex, 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 go 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 Alex, go next. Alex, go next. I. Sign. Damn, Alex, why are you declining for it? A, a great choice. Wow. Man, I quit. Y'all some so, y'all racist. So, I am one, you are one vote away, Michael, from having your second straight unanimous disapproval. Why is it a disapproval? I didn't I didn't feel a lot. It wasn't even a lot of hot take, a lot of rambling. Yeah, it was just roasted Kyle rambling. Anderson. It was, it was and good... then you roasted Anderson. It's just like, right. that wasn't <laughs> a good way to end it. You know, you know what? I'm going to hop on. I'm going to disapprove this one as well. Michael Crutchess, you got your second straight unanimous disapproval. <laughs> you guys, I quit. 
it's because guess what? I have a great, yeah, guys, I feel like you quit. Someone your, else needs to take over the hot take. Cutting up your records that what fifty two and six. It's not cutting it. I feel like in the past, like we've like. Gave Michael like W like we gave Michael approvals too easy. Easily. We did. He got it. He's got to pick up his we're, game. We're gonna make him earn his W's now, Michael. From now on, in your pitch athletics, we're gonna make you earn your approvals. All right, Mike. I got something to say. What? You just dropped like the Knicks tonight as oh! against, against the Bulls. <laughs> what you said? Uh, Repeat it, Alex. Your hot take loss count dropped just like the Knicks tonight. The Knicks, we were going to lose. The Bulls are the second team in the East. Bad come yeah. back. That was, that, that, that was whack. That was whack. I thought was the Knicks were good. <laughs> First of all, they, they, they were missing like RJ Barrett, I believe. And, they were also and we had, players. we were missing Barrett. Bottom line. So bottom yeah, they were they were good. So yeah, I thought they bottom were line. that game. Bottom line happen. is your hot take was back and we declined. <laughs> Just like your mama though, but it's okay though. Just like your mother, but it's okay. Okay. Next. Hey Adam. All right. Get- <laughs> uh, but speaking of let's continue this basketball talk here. Guys, that Nets Knicks game. We, I feel like we learned a lot from that game. That was a very that interesting Kevin Durant game. traveled his ass off that game against Randall when he crossed Randall up. That was a travel. We all can agree. Michael quit crying about the referee. It was a travel, Adam. It was a travel. I agree, but quit crying. It, I'm not crying. It was a travel. Adam, you shouldn't be t- – Adam, you're right. You know what a travel is because you travel all the time when you play basketball, so shut up. <laughs> I don't – have I ever been called for a foul in my life? You travel. There's a difference. You travel. Okay. <laughs> Adam, okay. you and Alex are like the worst basketball players here. If me and Chris played you guys 2-2, two two, we'll win 35-0. to zero. Continue. But continue, funny. Michael. But, you know, the, the Nets and Knicks game, I mean, we learned a lot about both teams. Number one, guys, I'm a little concerned about the Knicks. I'm a First little of- concerned because... Here's the thing, the Knicks, they're a good team, but I I remember before I picked them to be like this. I remember I picked them to be the sixth seed in the East. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be them, the fourth. I, no, I picked I picked them to be the sixth seed in the East, and y'all like Michael laughed at me thinking they're gonna be higher. Guys, the way they're playing right now, they're 11 11. They're currently the tenth seed. But Adam, what happened last year? Remember what happened last year with the Knicks? They were in the eight. They were in the ninth seed last year, and Chris knows this greatly. True. true. What happened last year in the playoffs? What seed did we came to last year? What yeah. seed? We went on like a thirty-game winning streak last year. True. Definitely did not happen. But I it was like at least a 15, 20 game winning streak. Chris, who did we beat to start the winning streak? That did not happen. That did not happen. You got. You got. You, you guys got your point, but stretch, but. But it, I'm not sure if it was and like... It, we went from the ninth seed to the fourth seed in two weeks. And Chris, okay, and they here, started here, with your Grizzlies. Here's the, I just don't know. Here's the thing. Here's my question, Michael. When is Jewish Randall going to take that next step? He is I, take step. I can answer that. Um, he is never going to. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chris Kearn. 
but he's better than John Moreno, but it's fine. He's, he's absolutely not. I got something to say. Guy, got, all right. I, right, I want to ask you this about Julius Randle. Wait. Okay. At, at his best, at his best, Julius Randle is the what best player on a championship team as best? Probably a second option. That's good for him. He's playing good with, with a with... – uh, I think – I say ideally he's a third. Ideally he's a third. Shut up. Shut up. Second, <laughs> like, if ever – it would be second. If, if it's it, prime it, Michael if, Jordan at the best, maybe. Exactly. He would need, like, LeBron James or some type of that player to be the second best player on a championship I think team. he could win – I think Julius Randle, he could lead a team to a play – to a ch- – the championship, but he might want to win it. I think any team can win a team to the championship. Any team in basketball. Chris, you know lead that. A, wait, lead a team to the NBA Finals? Randall but they could still lose. I, I, th- I, th- 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 I think that's a little bit of a str- – I, mean, I get what you're saying because um, – Basketball, anything can happen. Yeah. Like, I know this is kind of like a bad example, happen, but, but – gotta have. Like it's not it's a bad example because he's not as good of a because Jewish is not as good of a player as this guy, but Joey Butler like took the heat to the finals. Yeah. And they lost that same year. It was just him and Bam Bam But here's the thing. The Knicks can here's the thing. Doyle Dolan is not gonna trade Dolan as a Nick fan, as a Nick fan since ninety-four, and a Laker fan as a ninety-four as a Nick fan. Dolan, get off your ass and do some moves. Hell, you he fucked up Tim Durant. You fucked up Kyrie. No, we don't get it. You signed Derek. You get Derek. You signed Derek Rose back. That was a brilliant move. When I first thought you signed Julius Randle, I was like, "Dear God, there goes us, our chances." But Julius Randle has been playing his best basketball. We can all agree since he's been a Nick. We all could agree. He was a stud in college. Before that leg injury, I think Julius Randle would have been a top 20 player in the league before that injury happened. Because on opening night, you guys don't remember this. He got hurt. He blew, broke his leg. Yeah. I think he would have been a monster before the injury. He would have been a monster. I'm telling, I'm saying this. If Derrick Rose never got hurt, where would you rank him as a as a as if he was playing like D Derrick Rose of old? I where said would you guys for? I said before, if Derrick Rose was healthy, he would challenge Steph Curry for the best point guard of our generation. Derrick Rose would have won at least four championships on his own if he didn't get hurt. I don't know about three, but... At least four. He would have won at least a couple. I wouldn't be surprised if we won a couple. Chris, he was the best point guard in the league, a former MVP before he got hurt. I don't think he was the best. I still think... He wasn't the best point guard before he got hurt. um, Who is... Hold up, hold up, Adam. I am done. Who was right. the best point guard before he got hurt, Chris? Who was the best point guard before Derrick Rose got hurt? I got to hear up. this, Adam. I need to look up. If you say I Chris mean, Paul, I will smack you. I, I do down. think Paul was better. What? Chris Paul was, Chris Paul and I love Chris was better. Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 all right. You're if, telling you me. if Derrick Rose is healthy? If he Chris, was healthy. I'm talking Chris about. Paul was I can't Rose give you that. I, I yeah. that. Chris, Chris Paul was better than. Yeah. No, he 100%. wasn't. Derrick Rose was better, too. I think Brian Rose was better. What? Yes. Wait, who, who's better? I think Prime Westbrook was better. But the thing is, let me get to my point. What you Rose said? Ha- Rose hadn't reached his prime yet. Rose had not reached his prime. So you, can't just, you can't just project. No, no. 
Oh. You, no, I'm, I'm having to come to my point. But, Chris, but, I expect Blessed Six like no, this from Michael. No, no. I expect Blessed Six like this from Michael. I don't expect Blessed Six like this from you. Rose hasn't reached his time yet. You can't just say he's a better player because he had one really good season. What? He won't like it. No. We're, we're saying we're saying it. We're saying if Westbrook stayed was that not Westbrook. We're saying it's if Rose stayed to, healthy. I, it's too hard to project though. Yeah. Because I don't. It's I know hard to project like that. Mistakes. You said no. You say when you Westbrook. You said, I, you said Westbrook's, in, Westbrook's more on the fence, but Chris Paul 100. percent You said the Nets were going to win the championship last year. That Chris was Paul so shut up. Was that was blasphemy. If they were healthy, they would have. Chris Paul, I think, is definitely better point guard. What I think, no, they Giannis would have would have killed him. But anyways, um. You, you you saying that? What did you say? You what did, you said I'll take Chris Paul over there, close for sure. Oh well, me, well, 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 I was I would take Chris Paul like Derek Rose like after like his in but after his injury definitely I think there's no here's the thing there, but they were the top two point guards in the beginning of the 2010 era. Yeah, they were the two best point guards, and I love Chris Paul. Don't get me wrong. If Derek Rose would never got hurt. That year, Derrick Rose would have won at least two or three championships. He would have stayed in Chicago, and Jimmy, him and Jimmy Butler would have been the best backcourt of all time. Okay. I feel like that takes a little more than mine. They would have been the best. They were in the upcoming Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler was in the as the Bulls, as Jimmy Butler now, and Derrick Rose of old. That backcourt would have been unstoppable. What do you think, okay. Adam? No. You're telling me Jimmy Butler right now. The best backcourt of all time. And you guys reacted to my take like that? No, that's just outrageous. They were not the best backcourt. No. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Which best best backcourt of all time? No. What did he say? What did he say? I said that this era. He is not what he said. He is not what he said. Which backcourt? Listen to the audio after this. You said best of all time. (laughs) No, no, Chris. Tell me. Which backcourt did he say? He said if Rose and Jimmy Butler stayed played together for a long time. Stayed healthy. Stayed healthy. Yeah. Even then. Even then. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Uh, Kyrie and James Harden. Uh, Okay. 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 We'll look back in, Adam. Kyrie and James Harden played like five games together. True. True. But you get what I mean. You get what I mean. I just had to scroll you a little bit. (laughs) First of all, Adam, what's the best backcourt of all time in general? Best backcourts of all time. You don't say Magic Johnson and Byron Scott only smacked. Those were like good ones with that for you. You had Larry Bird. No, you had Dennis Johnson and Danny Ainge. Yeah. They were a problem backcourt. Yeah. You had Magic Johnson and Brian Scott. Any backcourt Michael Jordan in it was great. Yeah. You had him yeah. and BJ Armstrong, him and Ron Harper. Here's the thing, though. Those backcourts are great because of like Magic Johnson, like yeah, and the backcourt no, was, was great too. because of no, Michael yeah. Jordan. No, yeah, like you could put me like as like uh, the other guard, like with those two guys. Don't push it, man. Don't push it, Adam. No, Mike. No, you get the point making. He's right. No, no, that's just that's terrible. So you're saying Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are the greatest backcourt of all time? They're in the convo, I think. They're in the conversation. They're in the conversation. I'm a, I I'm don't a, know. An underrated one was Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton. That's not Stephen Clay's level, but I do love those guys. They were under. I didn't say. I'm just saying they were underrated as a back. No, for sure. I'm glad they got that title. 
Who else would I say was a great backcourt? I, I, like see, I, like I don't Dave, know enough I like about the Dave older guys. And CJ McCollum. They're, they're a good backcourt. Okay, if we're going to name every backcourt in the NBA, sure. Jama and Dylan Brooks are pretty cool, too. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, you know who? But the greatest backcourt I ever seen play in basketball history? Well, that's a hard one. I got oh, think here's Isaiah a good Thomas one. Here's a good one. Dumars. I mean, I don't think that Isaiah great. Thomas and Joe Dumars were a pair together. All right. That I, bad I, boy I, team. I, I, Chris, you got to agree. No, that bad boy back. Yeah, I, I, got, I got one. Guys, I got one. They're, I don't think they're the greatest all time, but I think they're in the conversation. Uh, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. You can't really put them because Manu Ginobili never didn't start. That, 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 that doesn't matter to me. But oh, are we but talking they, about they, starting backcourt or we meant backcourt? Back, oh, back, that, oh, that's probably is, the only example of someone getting stars, so we'll count it in the comments. Yeah, here's the thing. You could say them, but you could say, oh, Janome didn't start some games, though, so. You, that doesn't matter. They, 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 they were still really, the backcourt. I don't think it really matters. I don't think it's really relevant. Some people will say it. will have your argument with that, but. Some people are stupid. I'm saying the best. One two punch and ba- the top two, one three top two uh basketball punches. P- top five, in my opinion, LeBron and D Wade as number five. Number four, people going to hate me for this Penny Hardaway and Shaq. Th- that magic duel, they just they didn't they weren't together long enough, they didn't accomplish enough. But they, 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 they were <sighs> number, n- number four. All right, that's just my opinion. Number three, oh, no, you're good. I love that, video. number three. Shaq and Kobe. That's Number not two. a backcourt. No, I'm talking about combinations. Oh, okay. Combinations. Okay, good. Number gotcha. two, Magic and Kareem. Yeah, Magic and Kareem, definitely. I think Number Magic one. and Kareem might be the greatest. Number one is number one MJ in that. Um, Scotty has to be. With. MJ and Scotty, yeah. You can't literally. I think Steph had... and Katie has to be up there. Not in the top five. They're in the top five. They're definitely in the top five. Adam, that's a bandwagon move. I want to call them top five. They, they think. They're not top I, five. I like, I like guys who play together longer. Adam, there's okay. better five. Better I know, but what they move. did like together, like, uh, was the story. You can't deny that. No, no, for sure. Not, don't get me wrong. They were great. Um, then you could put David Robinson in. Tim Duncan has stopped this duel. Let's see. Who else? There, there was one other duel that I was thinking of. Oh, I got one. I got one. LeBron and Wade. I said that already. Oh, you said that right? Okay. I'll I, I, give you my top five. Obviously, uh, Pippen and Jordan. That's that's up there. Dumb. Kareem and um, uh, Magic, obviously. Um, we are said LeBron and Wade, Shaq and Kobe, and then I would put um Steph and Katie at the five spot. What? I'm done. I quit. I quit. No, I I'm quit. not taking out that way. Just um, if you would have said Doctor J and Charles Barkley, I was going to hang oh, up the okay. damn phone. Um, <laughs> I would never say that. Is, there has to be a Celtics duo. I gotta say Isaiah Thomas. I gotta say Isaiah Thomas. Joe Dumars. They were a dominant duel. Those bastards. Yeah, I say the worst dominant duel of all time was Charles Barkley and Scottie Pippen 
when they played for the Rockets. That I was, want to call them a dominant duo. Like that was team. terrible. That was a terrible dominant duo. Yeah, they put like a big the best NBA team. trio of all time. People are looking at me crazy. Pippen, Jordan, Rodman. Greatest triple duo oh, of all time. I love that too. They definitely in the combo. They definitely. And then you got Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. Yeah, they were nasty. Three. You got to put Kobe. No, you can't put Kobe in check because he never had a third party. Uh, But I got to say for three, I'll give the Adam, KD, Curry, and Clay. That's a a great triple duel. Okay, triple. Gotcha. Then I got to put the the Boston, even though – my my dad will murder me if I say this. Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, and Kevin McHale. Yeah, they have to be. They will my dad now. Now I feel like I'm gonna get disowned for that. Number four, I gotta say, Magic, Worthy, and Kareem. Mm-hmm. Then I gotta say Wilt, Baylor, and Jerry West. The logo. Yeah. I'm good with that. Alex is probably going to say in Simmons and Bede and, and Tobias Harris. Is a, is no, a he's not stupid. that stupid. Alex isn't no. that stupid. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias, and Joel. My top 10, you you can't put Kyrie, Love, and LeBron. That's like not good. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? I won't put him. They didn't play They're long top enough. 10 at least. They they didn't play enough. They didn't no, play it. I don't I want it. I want they won't be top they'll be top love, fifteen. Love top wasn't 10. special in Cleveland really. They weren't love they, they weren't moments, they, even though they won a champion, they did the most they won them even though they won a championship that year. Yeah. But that was been, more a dynamic duo, in my opinion. That was more like that was more like like here's the thing. Kevin Love was an all-star, but he wasn't like the third superstar that no, they had. It was, was just, it was duo. Yeah. It was a duel. But the greatest Underrated duel is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson. Oscar Rob, Oscar Rob. I was like, "Who the hell is the big O?" I was like, "Who the hell is the big O?" He the, the the he was the original Russell Westbrook. Adam. So all you kids out there watching it, look at the big O. Type in the big O, Oscar Robertson. Look him up. He's the original Russell Russell Westbrook. I mean, this bitch. He the original one. <laughs> so Chris, what's up, Adam? Oh, I just wanted to talk about a little bit of nets here. Oh, I mean, dude, after, after you're fin- after you're finished, all right. Oh, all right. oh, Adam, can we change the topic about nets? We always talk about Brooklyn. We need to break. Yeah, I, we had to talk Brooklyn in a couple episodes, like because we were talking Knicks earlier. I wanted to talk about nets really quickly for a couple of minutes. Go, go and, right ahead, brother. Go right ahead. And there's a problem with the nets. Like, yes, they're the first seed in the, in the East. Yes, they're playing great basketball, but there's a problem with the nets. You guys, guys want to get what? Guess what it is. No, Kyrie. That's a problem. That's number one. Number two. Steve Nash is a terrible head coach. Not the no one problem. I'm thinking of. They don't have reliable inside defense. No, they can't no beat great teams. And they have no bench. They've got some guys off the bench that can play. I mean, Bruce Brown. I mean, I mean, like Marcus Aldridge, Nicholas Claxton, they got they got some guys off the bench that can play. But the problem with this is, is that they can't beat good teams. They um got they not only not beat good teams, they get blown out by good teams. You see what how they got blown up by the Warriors? They got blown up by the Suns, and they were just 
barely able to beat an, um, um, a 500 Knicks team. They're barely able to beat like a 500 Knicks team. So what we saw in that's like they'll beat up on teams like the Celtics, the Cavaliers, you know, like the Thunder teams like that. And that's where they got most of their wins. But against these really great teams, they got blown out by the Chicago Bulls. They got blown out by the Warriors. They got blown. I mean, they came back late, but they ultimately got blown out by the Suns. So this this team, they got to stop being these good teams. They got to stop being these good teams. Now it's early, and uh, I mean, it's not. It's that. I mean, it's, it's just December, so I'm not going to judge them too much. So it's the regular season, so I do think they will eventually start um, to beat those good teams. But they they got to eventually start doing it, especially come playoff time. They got they. If they're going to win a championship, they need to start beating these good teams. 100%. They, I mean, it's December, so we'll see how the season goes. But, yeah, that, that, that needs to change. Michael? 100%. All right. Before we get to our best, there are two stories I really want to um, talk about here. Alex, you, I'm going to give Alex one, then I'm going to give Chris the other. Chris, I'll start with this one. Because you're the college football expert here. What's going on with this coaching carousel, man? So, yeah, it's it's been crazy. So, we had Brian Kelly to LSU, Lincoln Riley to USC. Those are the two main ones. And then I believe Notre Dame actually got their replacement, but I don't, I don't remember who it is. And Oklahoma's in talks or whatever. But, yeah, Lincoln Riley, the USC, and Brian Kelly, Notre Dame are the main. And a lot of people have varying opinions about how these coaches handle the situation. But I'll just say, I mean, Lincoln Riley, um, it's tough because you would think him being in Oklahoma, it's a lifetime job. Like, he's you don't get fired from Oklahoma. Like, he doesn't have, like, just keep producing, winning games, competing for playoffs, like, He's set. Like that's locked in. They'll go and they're going to the SEC. So like they're only going to become a bit of bigger product. But he felt that USC was the better job. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I would say the chances of winning a national title are better at USC than at Oklahoma. That that's probably a main a big factor. Because I mean Oklahoma's definitely a better program and it'll take some time to get USC but, but when Oklahoma gets to the SEC, winning a national title will be more difficult than it is now because, like, the competition and whatnot. But, like, the revenue, whatever, it's a good business move for Oklahoma to go to SEC. But USC is – I mean, it was just funny because Saturday night he was asked about the LSU job, and he said something. And he said, he said no, he said, I'm here. This is my job or whatever. And now he's saying he's going to make USC the mecca of college football. Oklahoma players were saying, oh, that's what he told us last week, too. So, who cares? And just, I mean, it's just funny. A lot of players are decommitting from Oklahoma. So, like, they're recruiting to major aspects. But, I mean, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's doing what's best for him. Um, their season's at least theoretically over. But, I mean, Brian Kelly's the one with some controversy came in. But controversy might not be the right word, but some people felt strongly about um, – Notre Dame's still in the playoff picture. Like, if a couple games this week can go their way, they will make the playoffs. It's not super likely. I'd say it's about a 10% little less chance. But, like, they're not eliminated from the college football playoff. 
So if like if Georgia rolls Bama, Cincinnati gets upset, Oklahoma State gets upset, Notre Dame's making the playoff. Like that's not likely, but it's just the situation that the way that he handled it. The news got released before he wanted to. He wasn't able to talk to his players. Like, and that that frustrates me because, I mean, I feel like players should know about this stuff. Like, they deserve to do it. Like, coaches were out recruiting players at Notre Dame while Brian Kiley, Kelly signing his contract with LSU. I, I, I think that's some crap. That That's stupid. Like, don't – that like, you got to be upfront with these players and whatnot. And – he, he, I don't know. You may have seen the clip. He sent a text at like ten thirty at night, saying, "I'm sorry about how this went out. Sorry you found out this way. I'm flying back to South Bend to talk to you guys tomorrow." And he had like a five minute meeting with the players, just a joke, at seven a.m. And just like, I don't know, but I mean, these coaches are going to do what's best for them. And Lincoln Riley at USC will be exciting. Brian Kelly. I mean, LSU's. I don't even. I wouldn't even say LSU. I don't think LSU's a better job than Notre Dame, but. He feels LSU give them the best chance to win a national title for a couple reasons. The SEC, I mean, SEC revenue, he'll make more money. That's a factor. But he'll be able to recruit better at LSU because, like, the pipelines to different states in the South. And that'll give him a chance to build a national championship team. The last three coaches at LSU have won titles. And he feels he can continue that streak into the fourth. So I get that perspective. But overall, Notre Dame's a a better job. But for whatever reason, he feels LSU is the best for him to move forward with. So we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, Coach O had a lot of stuff going on. But, I mean, he won the title two years ago, and now he's gone. So, like, that, that says a lot about that. I mean, he had a lot of stuff off field, whatever. But, like, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how this all works out for these coaches. But I personally feel no Dave's a much better job than LSU. And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And, like, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma is kind of shocking for USC because – I mean, it'll be interesting to see who ends up at Oklahoma. But, like, that's a big-time job, and, that, like, that's a life. Like, he was set – he could have coached there for 30 more years if he wanted. And now he's at USC, and the other work out from there, it's well, – it'll just be interesting to see. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that stuff, but super, super excited to see how these kind of – how these situations turn out, especially the who replaces some of these coaches. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Like, I can understand. Here's the thing. Yes, I do understand, like, um, Riley, I believe. Uh, did I get his name right? Yeah, Lincoln yeah, Riley. Yeah. Uh, no, the, uh, Brian Kelly. Brian oh. Kelly. I, I understand Brian Kelly going to, like, go to Notre Dame. I understand, like, they're going to – because uh, Notre Dame is a better job, you know. So, so I can understand, like, a coach wanting to, you know, get the best job for himself possible. I can understand that. But I will tell you this. I don't think coaches like have any more rights to complain about players, you know, transferring to um, get better opportunities for them too. Like, like I, I, like I hate that. I hate that. Sti- I mean, I mean, Chris, you're still muted, but I, I hate yeah, that stigma. Where, like, I didn't uh, because players like like elite can like uh, like transferring like there's a stigma surrounding that. Oh, but these coaches can just like up and leave, you know, anytime. That's the big thing. Coach, these are the coaches. They're the ones who recruit these players. They're the ones who like, like, like a player goes to this um, school to play for this coach, and this coach is like, "Up and see ya, bye bye." Yeah. And, that, again, and again, like, if he wants to do that, that and get, be better, for, and get better, and get like a better career for himself, like, like so be it. Like, 
but they you can't fault the play, like at the same time coaches like they now they can't fault the players who are ever doing the same thing. No, honestly, I'm glad you brought up that fact because it's definitely part of it. Like I could rant about this topic for hours, but like short thing, you kind of hit it. But like, can't rant about it for two minutes. Like I'll 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 make it quick. I was kind of touch on once you talked about like players doing what's best for them, but there's some like transferring. There's always pros and cons to it because like because it's it is good. It's way more positive than negative. Allowing players because the new transfer rule, you can get a free transfer without sitting out of you, which is good. But I saw it. Club Club Stream, some other talked about it. Like it it's not players shouldn't feel like they need to transfer like as soon as it gets tough. Like a lot of guys won't play the freshman year with a transfer. And I don't I don't think that's always good because like stick sticking with it, toughing out, like going through like being a backup for a couple of years. That's not a bad thing. And like but like yeah, definitely definitely like coaches can leave up and leave like Lincoln Riley's coach a coach in Oklahoma Saturday. Sunday he's flying to USC to be their head coach. So like you like players like players have to do his best for them. Like these are twenty twenty old kids. Playing football and going to school, like they 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 should have that same right. Like coaches can up and leave, do what's best for them. Players should be able to do something. And yeah, I mean, basically, you get a free transfer. Then there's so many exceptions nowadays, so they basically can do whatever. But like it's it's good for the players that they definitely yeah it's, yeah you basically hit it with what you said. But it's just. I'm glad that they have more freedom now than they did a few years ago, which is super, super important, I think. Definitely, definitely. Great job on that, Chris, our college sports expert. But before we get to our bets really quickly here, Alex, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Tiger Woods uh, story, his first press conference since um, his tragic accident. Uh, yeah, uh, two days ago, they, Tiger Woods finally spoke to the media. And it was a big uh, news day for that type of news. So uh, I found some tweets that that someone tweeted out. Um, I, I can read a couple and... Go ahead. I hope. Okay. So... So... One of them says, uh, "Make make sure you credit the guy who tweeted them, though. Make sure you credit the guy who tweeted them." Okay. Uh, it's at TW Legion. Um, so he said, "I'm very thankful to the surgeons and nurses in my family and friends. There were some tough times, and the pain was pretty great. Still, in there, uh." A little hit and giggle says he doesn't know what he will play the PGA Tour. Possible hint is at the PNC Championship Tournament. Um, he said, I've made the climb up there a few times. I knew once I came back from the fusion that I still have my hands. Once I realized I could make a swing, I had power then I would play at home and shoot scores. Mid-60s without really trying. Let's see if we can push it farther. Uh, another one is Dr. Munzer says he admired Tiger's ability to come back. He said, my only hope that 
he gets well and continues doing the good work with his foundation. My association with him is what he's done in the past and through the foundation, that's what I admire. Uh, a couple more is, is um, to be able to get out there and hit putts with the old faithful, then chipping, then hitting shots. I don't have the endurance, but to be able to do it is exciting. People are going to poke and go into my business. They can poke at me as much as they want. Just stay away from my family. Tiger asked if he wants to keep accident info private. My goal is to try and get my leg good. Uh, and that's pretty much it that I found. But uh, if you scroll through this guy's Twitter profile, uh, he, he can um, give you a very good deep sight of how Tiger Woods is doing. And I think it was yesterday or the day before Tiger Woods swung the golf club uh, and it broke the, the internet with it, with a ton of fans just enjoying it. And I think that definitely gives fan hope that he can get out there like he didn't have this accident and he's just a very strong man that that he can do whatever he wants and it's great to see yeah I mean it's a it's definitely you know um hold on let me lower my hand there I had no idea why I had it raised but but yeah, it's, it's definitely like a very tragic situation for what Tiger went through. He said he said before that, that with how bad the accident was, he said before he's lucky to be alive. Yeah. So it was a really bad accident. So did yeah, so so yeah, if honestly, if he wants if he decide, you know what, this is it, I'm gonna step away from golf, I wouldn't blame him one bit. I wouldn't blame him one bit. He said that he's not gonna be able to play every single tournament, but he's going to try his best to do as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, but yeah, I wouldn't blame him if he started step away the course, but if he can get back on the course, then yeah, then yeah, it, it would be great to see, to see him like get back on there, get back on the course. So yeah, definitely prayers go out to Tiger Woods and his family you know, for all the shit they've been going through over the past couple of months. So hopefully, hopefully like he can like make a speed recovery and get back on the go and like, um, and for and for his for his own sake, I'll be like um, hopefully he could get back on the golf course like, like and be as close to like um, and hopefully he could re you could capture some of that you know good old Tiger magic that we knew and love. But all right, guys, it's late. It's time to move on to our bets of the episode to recap. To recap uh, last episode, only one of us picked up a dub. Michael, you want to guess who it is? Alex. It was Alex. He had Minnesota over Pittsburgh on the money line and Craig over NDSU, I believe, also on the money line. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure also on the money line. So he won both of his bets. He added 21 
points on the dot. Everyone else lost. I like did something really creative. I had the Nets over the Knicks on the spread and the Warriors over the Suns. My, I don't know if you guys noticed I was mentioning the group chat. Last May, I had Devils over the Sharks on the money line when I heard the news that uh, Jack Hughes like was something he was going to be playing that game. So I add that to my bet. Regardless, the Sharks beat the Devils and the Nets didn't cover the spread. So either way, my bet was a complete and total disaster. So it wouldn't have counted anyway. Michael, go ahead. Thank you, Michael. We're not talking about my bet. I'm angry. All right, really quickly, Michael had Michigan over UNC and the Duke over Ohio State and Ohio State upset Duke. So, damn, damn, damn. I to tell you. And guess what? That that really benefited Chris because his thing, Chris, yeah, Knicks over the Nets on my line. You won that bet. You had Ohio State over Duke, the upset. You nailed that bet. You need one more win to complete your parlay. You had the Warriors over the Suns, and the Suns beat the Warriors. So, <laughs> so close, yet so I know Ohio State beat Duke. That's all, that's all I care about. Right. <laughs> Marcellus also had Duke over Ohio State and Knicks over Knicks money line. So, Duke over Ohio State, that wrecked his parlay. And Sam had the Pelicans over the Mavericks and the Rucks over the Thunder. I think Mavericks beat the Pelicans, so... I'm not sure what happened in the Rockets on the game, but either way, uh, either way, his parlay is wrecked. But good, Sam you guys an update on the standings. It's very, very interesting here, guys. You are not gonna believe this standings update. You are gonna be shocked. Michael right. Cunningham, you remain our ring leader. You remain in first place, 29-28 record, 269.58 points. But in second. Place is Mr. Alexander Benjamin Reach. Are we in? Is this hold up? points. Is this hell? Is this hell? Guys, remember, like, what was that? A month ago, a couple months ago, this guy was in the basement dweller. This guy was the basement dweller. He couldn't even crack 100 points. (laughs) And now he's in second place. Chris, is this hell? Fine. Is this hell? I just hope he catches you. That's right. He's coming for you next, Michael. If he he's comes up to me, I will. Yo, guys, imagine we I... wrap up this betting thing at the end of the season and Alex actually wins the whole thing. If Alex wins this whole thing, I will buy Alex. A, I'll buy him a six-pack of beer if he wins. And I'll say nice things about Alex on the whole entire podcast. Alex, do we, do we have a statement from you that you're in second place? Do you have a statement? OFG. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm coming after Mike. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> Keep it simple and sweet. I like it, Alex. I like it. Yeah. Hey, Adam, you know how the NBA takes a drug test for players doing well? Yeah. We may need to give Alex a drug test. Check okay, he's asking this. help. Yeah, it's, Alex, it's, 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 you're cheating. It, it, Alex, you got you get Is someone sending you um, bets behind <laughs> our scenes? Alex, are you cheating? Because there's no way to hell you jumped from last place to second place in a month. That's some bullshit. <laughs> That's some bullshit, buddy. 
Alex, yeah, do you have um, a statement? It, do you have an inside man on the job that's giving you inside information oh, that we don't know? Speak, let him speak. Let him speak. Uh, to be honest, yes. I knew it. Oh! I knew it. Alex <laughs> has pled guilty to cheating. Alex, who's your inside help? Who's your insider? Uh, he actually uh works with a sports betting company. You what? Adam, he's cheating. Adam, we should disqualify oh his points. Adam. Oh man, Alex, you're shaving points. You're Pete Rose. How dare you, Pete? Shave. He's Jose Altuve. Al- Alex. I really thought Alex was Tony Ryan himself. I know, right? I thought Alex, you had I had pure the luck. I thought Alex was winning because he was taking backs. But Alex, you're cheating your friends, man. Especially me. I was, about, I was about to hype you up. I was about to say, Alex, you do it well. Although you've been doing you've been wearing your lucky pair of underwear or something, wearing your lucky socks or some shit. I'll 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 make you a deal. What's the I'll, deal? I'll do my bets myself the next 15 episodes. No cheating. Adam, I knew there was something wrong. Wait, 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 wait. This is wild here. Alexander Reach has played cheating on, on national television. <laughs> Alex, I love you, brother. But I was like, there's something that's not adding up here. Okay, we're, you- we're at the we're at the co- I'm at the cover co- of the punishment for Alex. Yeah. Guys, Chris, you know that was a little weird that he came from all the way sixth place to second place in a month. That would make sense. That would all make sense. Because <laughs> Alex is losing every bet. All right, Alex. Alex this is your last because uh, you're you're not bullshitting us here. You're not bullshitting us, right, Alex? I am not. Okay, so now we're gonna have to announce a punishment. We're at the here's your punishment, Alex. From now until the end of the season of 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 our of, of our betting season, from now until the end of the season, you'll still get points. You can still make bets, but the points you earn will be cut in half. That's fair, Alex. Alex, you shouldn't catch your accept, Do you accept your punishment? No, I got a better bet. How long is this season? He can't make no more parlays. I, I, a little spoiler, our last bet will be the Super Bowl. Our last bet will be the Super Bowl. Adam, new rule. He can't make any parlays anymore. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. He can't make any parlays. All right, you can choose, Alex. Either you can't do parlays or your or your bet or the points you earn get cut in half. For two months, though? That's weird. Wait, wait, wait. We got to make sure no one else is cheating. We got to make sure no one else is cheating, too. Chris, <laughs> I put you on a spot here. I dropped from plus to four, so I think I'm good. Adam, you know me. I've been, I've been in the top three because I know sports. Oh, how yeah. did – Mike got a couple sneaky parlays on us, though. Like <laughs> he, he has some sneaky parlays. Sneaky parlays. I lost five straight there. bets. I'm not, not – no one can accuse me of cheating. I lost five I straight three, bets. I want a three-bet losing streak. And I'm still – So if we are cheating, we're not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fans, 
Alex, why did you cheat us, man? That's all we want to know. Why the hell did you cheat us? Um, we want the truth, mister. Alex. Oh, I will refresh my my mind and I'll, from now on, I'll do it myself. We're okay. watching. We're going to put a spy on you now so you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a spy on you. All right, Adam. What's your bet? All right, we got we got. So, which way are you choosing, Alex? Points get cut in half or normal parlor is your pick? Uh, points cut in half. All right. So for now on, Alex will Alex will um be earning only half of his points. Alex, you just took no parlays, brother. Probably texting a source right now. He's like, my points cut in half. I need some extra good ones. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's saying his connect right now. He's like, yo, I'm, I, I made a deal with my boys. I can't you, I can't pick no more bets like crazy bets. I'm supposed to be cut in half. What bets should I take secretly? Well, I'm noticing. All right, Adam, what's your All right, all right. Um, I remain in third place, 24 and 30 record, 266.76 points. Chris, you drop out of the top three. You go to fourth place. 27-30 record. 263.81 points. Marcellus is in fifth place. 21-36 record. 244.85 points. And Sam is in last place. 26-31 record. 205.20 points. Guys, wait until Sam and uh, Marcellus find out about this. Marcellus is going wait to be like until Sam Marcellus find out about this. Marcellus is going to kill him. <laughs> Marcellus is going to kill him. Marcellus is going to wait to see what Sam does for him. Sam is yeah, going to kill you. Marcellus is going to beat you. I got something to say. Go ahead. Okay, so if if I get five straight bets in the next five episodes. Yeah. If I get five out of five, yeah, and I don't have to do the punishment. No, your punishment lasts until the end of the season. How about that? No, if you can prove, how about this? How about this? Cheating. If you get five in a row, those five will still be half, but then all bits after will be full. All right. How about that? Okay. And Ooh, this lasts until uh, this is the last until the end of the and this lasts until like throughout the season. So if we ever go on a five bet win streak, like it'll count. And this one, uh, that way, episode fifty seven, this one counts. So you have to win four more to um erase um your erase um your debt. I said we should put him in last place for cheating. That'll be that we should put him in last place for cheating. That's why I, I, I say we put Mike in last place just for fun. Me and Adam back on top. That's the way it should be. Okay. <laughs> Why? Chris, you racist. You want the black man down or down? Shame. Yeah, after after Shame. after Michael. Oh like like um after Michael. Oh like um he he it, it would have to be me, Chris, and Michael. It would have to be in the top three. But I let me go with my bet first, guys. <laughs> I am off five bet losing streak. You need to be in five bet losing streak. Okay, you know what? I decide your parlays aren't my thing. But I said for I have had some luck with same game parlays in the past. So you know what? I'm gonna do this one. 
I'm going to take the Bills over the Patriots on the spread minus two and a half. And I'm going to go off the under. Under, because the Bills and Patriots, if we look at them, they, they're the two best defenses in the league points-wise. They have the, they allow the two fewest points for a game aim in, in the league. So I like this game to be low scoring. I like this game to I like this game to be low scoring. I could easily see the Bills, you know, covering like the spread by by just a field goal. So so I it is risky to bet against Bill Belichick, but at the end of the day, of the two teams, Patriots and Bills, I still consider the Bills to be the better team. So I'm gonna take the Bills over the Patriots on on the spread, and I'm gonna do the under. Or four forty-two and a half in a singing parlay. Yeah. That's our bet. All right, we do have Marcellus's bet. Um, he is going with Brooklyn money line. Okay, I don't know if that was a, a uh, drum oh, set. that's over the Bulls, right? Gotcha. All right, it's us with the Nets over Bulls money line. All right, who wants to go next? Let the cheater go. Let the All cheater right, go. cheater, you're up. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I am going to do, let's see, I am going to do, okay, this is a college basketball parlay. A college basketball parlay. Yeah. I am going to do NC State Moneyline against Louisville. NC State Moneyline over Louisville. Gotcha. Yep. And then let's see. Um, And then USC against Washington State, and I pick USC. Good job, cheater. <laughs> All right. Who are you picking? Okay, a college, college basketball, right? Or football? Both, basketball. Both college basketball. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed them. Your other bet. Uh. I, I got I got the um NC State one over Louisville. What was the other one? USC money line against Washington State. UNC. USC. Okay. USC money line. Gotcha. All right. Who wants to go next? The the KU bitch will go next. All right, Chris, you're up. No, I'm not killing my you're out of you're out of the top three, so make this one count. Um, dude, I'm, I'm debating playing it safe, but I think Pussy. I'm cooking up a juicy NFL parlay. It's going to be a five teamer, all on the money line. Oh, uh, you can't remember? You can't do more than three teams. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. We made that rule, yeah. You can't do more than three oh, teams. I must have not been here when you made that rule. Okay, then let me take seconds to figure out which one to want. Hey, we take should a do time. a five-game parlay. We should do five games again. No, it'll be better for me. I just need one to have better odds. So I'm going to go Washington football team over the Raiders. 
Okay, Washington over the Raiders, guy. I'll go. Bengals over the Chargers. Gotcha. And your last one? With the New York Jets over the Eagles. Oh! Chris, I love you. Chris, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. That's a juicy one. All right. I like all of them. All right. Guess what, guys? We still don't have Sans bet. So. I'll make a bet for Sans. Deal's a deal. Chris, you get to make a bet for Sans. Chris, making a bad bet for Sam. Pick the Pelicans. Pick the Pelicans. I'll just do a terrible parlay. Let's just take a three Washington back. I think the Pelicans got a good chance against Dallas tomorrow. Okay, so that's going to be your bet? No, I don't know. Let's go. No, Dallas. Pelicans don't cover me. Oh, Golden State plays Phoenix again. Golden State plays Phoenix again? They play tomorrow night. Wow. Let's go Golden State over Phoenix on the money line. Oh. And let's also go Hawks over Sixers. Let's go Keaton Parlay. Okay. You should have gave him a bad bet. Chris. Uh, we could also add um, Jack Got Warriors over Suns money line, Hawks over Sixers money line. I thought it mean. I'd add Jack over the room. And are you adding any more? No, I won't be mean. Okay, gotcha. But I could do Jags over the room if I wanted. So, Sam, you're welcome. I'm not going to Okay. That. All right, Mr. Ringleader, Mike Cunningham, last up. Go ahead. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. I got oh, we got Georgia versus out of my bet. Hold up. Hold up. I got I this this is part of my this is part of my my thing. When when is Georgia gonna win it? I I got I, this this is part of my intro. This is part of my betting intro. You know, all right, I'm waiting on my moment for Georgia to beat Alabama this Saturday at hey, the Marcus Stadium money line, and I got to, I'm gonna do a three game parlor. Hey, that's your first one. Go ahead. You know what? My Blue Devils had 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 a, had a tough loss on on Tuesday. They had a tough loss. Adam, what's that famous saying? What's that famous thing? Crazy. That fish of the sand is doing the same thing over and over over again. again? As expected, the result, yeah. Exactly. Just call me insane. But we don't play this week. We don't play this weekend. So, you know what? Oh, shit. We will lose. Fuck. Fucking Christ. We will lose to the... Okay, we'll lose to the Nuggets. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm, going to do something I'll never do. Everybody knows I hate the Celtics. Hate them with a the passion. No, I hate the Sixers with a passion as well. 
Go ahead. Damn, I'm not doing that bet. I'm gonna do a football. I'm gonna do an. I'm gonna do an NFL bet too. Even though I love my Jets, what I feel like a sucker for doing this bet because I am going to this game on Sunday. By the way, oh, you're going to Jets and Eagles? Yeah, let's go. It's hot. So. Let's go, N-Y-J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. Money line? Money line. We're going for the upset, baby. I want me the new fireman that up in that bitch. Okay. Where am I? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Come on now. Come on. Let me get Let me get Hold Yo, on. two of us picked um, <laughs> against uh, the Eagles. Is that the spite, Alex? It's not. Everybody knows I'm a Jets. I think, it, I think if it is, win. I don't blame you guys whatsoever. Uh, I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a three-game parlay. All right, you're not done? Go ahead. Man, come on, Adam. You know I'm a Jet fan. You know I'm a Jet and Cowboy fan. Adam, I've been a Jets and Cowboy fan since high school. Come on. So who's your – so you're picking the Cowboys? We, we don't play. We don't play. We don't play oh, yeah, it's your bye week. Forgot. So who are you this picking? <laughs> There's no NBA. I'm going to go to college football again. I'm going to say college football, man. Well, we got we got some good games tomorrow. We, we're in week 14, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Off of championships. Oh. Because I already, I already got the big puppy in Alabama and Georgia. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State against Baylor on the money line. Gotcha. Okay. All right, guys. That's all for our bets, and that's all for this episode. I'm tired right now, guys. Adam, you can't say you're tired on the air, jackass. Um, <laughs> good point, good point. But we're hoping, like, I don't know about you guys, but me and my family, we're hoping to put up a tree sometime soon or Christmas. Yeah, tree. man, I'm getting, I'm getting my, I'm getting my tree for all my baby mamas. No. Yeah. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. All right, but guys, you have any final thoughts? Not really. But... All right, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's end the show here. That's it. This will be episode 58 of the Gay Game Podcast. Yours truly, and Rosani, Mario Cunningham. Act, speech, and Chris Keen. Thank you, you heard. Leave a like and follow or subscribe. I gotta do, do the influence like. Also, also, if you want to join a conversation, draw a card or review, and you may feature it in a future episode. Remember, my friends, throw us your juices as fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in it and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. And we're out. <laughs>